Welcome back to Ladies of LifeSite. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I'm your host, Stella Moore. Today, I am joined by an extra special guest, Father Lovell, who I am grateful to know very well. Father Lovell was ordained back in 2007 by Bishop Doran in the Diocese of Rockford here in Illinois. In 2012, 10 years ago, Father Lovell was removed and canceled by the new bishop of the Diocese of Rockford, Bishop Malloy, who has a history of canceling holy priests. Since that time, he has been defending and helping other priests, and in June of 2021, Father Lovell founded the Coalition for Canceled Priests. As I have mentioned, I started helping with the social media for the Coalition of Canceled Priests after the organization formed, which is how I met Father. Hi, Father. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Stella. It's been a uh, great joy to have been working for you for almost a year now. I can't believe it's been almost a year. And I was just so happy when you came on board because we need more Zoomers like you in the organization. Well, it's been my pleasure to be able to meet everyone. Father, before we get started today, would you mind leading us in prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Come, Holy Ghost, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and thou shall renew the face of the earth. Amen. St. Joseph. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm sure some of the people tuning in understand what a canceled priest is. And I know I've heard you say it before, but a lot of people don't fully understand what a canceled priest is or why holy priests are being canceled. So would you mind explaining that to us just for some background knowledge? We simply borrow the term from cancel culture that you see so prevalent in today's society. And it is sad to say in the church as well and has been for many decades, if not centuries, And basically what it is, is that a canceled priest is a priest who's not been accused of anything or any wrongdoing or anything serious, but has just been simply sidelined by his bishop, usually because of orthodoxy, whether that is standing up for the truth in the pulpit, the traditional Latin mass, standing up to the COVID hysteria gripping the nation, or that was gripping the nation. I'm hoping that that's kind of subsiding now. Uh, That is what a canceled priest is, someone who stands up for the truth and uh, is basically not liked by his bishop or superior. Additionally, could you also explain what the Coalition for Canceled Priests is? Like You've been a canceled priest yourself for many years, but just in the last year you started the Coalition. So tell us a little bit about that. Finally, what made me start the Coalition along with Craig Holly, who's our vice president and co-founder, was that Father James Parker of the Diocese of Rockford, my diocese, was canceled. And he was about number 12 or 13 uh, priest in Rockford that was just simply sidelined. Again, no accusation, no allegation of wrongdoing, just simply sidelined for being too orthodox or being too conservative. And that is when we said enough is enough. And uh, we launched the coalition uh, last June and in Lombard, Illinois is where I met you, uh, where we gathered about a thousand people in less than two weeks to hear Father Altman, Elizabeth Yor, and myself speak. So it really started because we were just saying enough is enough with all these priests. And I had already known, because I've been a canceled priest for 10 years of many canceled priests across the country, that this was not something that was just simply limited to Rockford or Illinois or the Midwest, but across the country, bishops were removing priests for ideological reasons or just simply because the priest stands up for the truth. And so we finally said enough's enough, and we launched the coalition to be an advocacy group 
for priests that have been canceled. And what I always find amazing is that there's so many people out there who think that we're out to attack bishops. That is incorrect. Our direct mission is to provide support, both financially and, more importantly, spiritually to priests, so that when they are canceled, they can still have due process of law and that they can have the means necessary to defend themselves and to take care of themselves, which many of us did not have when we were first removed. When I was removed 10 years ago, uh, my pay was cut. I was forced to move in with my father. God rest his soul now. And I didn't know where to turn. And I want to make sure that priests who are canceled know where to turn because they're using the possibility of being canceled as a reason to keep many good priests silent because they don't want to be canceled. Even just a year ago, I didn't realize how bad the cancel culture was in the church. And it's become so prevalent. There's so many priests that are getting sidelined and canceled. So it's great that we have our organization to help support these priests. Absolutely. And it's just amazing because I did not really have a footprint on social media. And thanks to you, I am amazed at how much we're able to do outreach on social media, on wonderful sites like LifeSite, and uh, just the outpouring of, of lay support for our organization. It's really a groundswell. And I think one of the reasons why people have had enough is one, the summer of shame in 2018 when Theodore McCarrick was finally exposed and we saw the cover-up by so many bishops. And then also when the bishops shut down across the country, all masses, every single diocese shut down. And I think people realize that enough was enough. They want to see their priests, their Orthodox priests in ministry, and they want to make sure that they have access to the sacraments, which they were denied. Father, you and I both know there's a ton going on with the coalition right now. One of the biggest things going on is we are in the midst of securing a home and a retreat center in Indiana that will actually house these canceled priests. Could you tell us all about that? So at the beginning of January, the coalition was not looking for any type of property. It might have been a long-term goal, you know, several years down, but um, a famous archbishop who remained nameless contacted me on January 5th and said, Father, you have to find a home for these canceled priests. At the time, I thought, I was thinking to myself, yeah, whatever, Your Excellency, that is that is not something that we are equipped to do. We're, we, we still are a very small organization. But then later that day, a high school friend of mine, not knowing that I spoke to the good archbishop, contacted me with a Zillow post and said, wouldn't it be great if we could turn this place back into a boarding school? And it was property in Northwest Indiana. Well, I did a little research and it was not a boarding school. It was a former Franciscan friary that had been abandoned by the Franciscans in December 2020, so not too long ago. It was sold to private investors who were hoping to turn it, as far as I know, into subdivisions and then realized for a variety of reasons that they couldn't. And so now they're trying to flip it. And it's 61 acres of ponds, of lawns, and of the building. And the building can hold about 25 people as is. It's very structurally sound. Um, it does need a lot of cosmetic work on the inside, as many old buildings do. The building's about 80 years old. And so I went there, took a look at it, blessed it uh, the weekend after Epiphany on the Feast of the Holy Family, and dedicated it to St. Joseph. And we started in Novena. And here we are in May. We have the property under contract, and we're trying to raise money to purchase it outright. We're not there yet, 
And so for those that are listening, please go to canceledpriests.org for more information and how you can help. But we would like to turn it back into a spiritual center, a place of pilgrimage, a safe house for priests that need it, and also into a retreat center. Stella, you might not be aware of this, and many people might not be aware, that when a priest gets canceled, he's usually called into the bishop's office, is not told why, and then is not allowed to return to his even to his rectory that day to collect his things. You know, he has to send somebody else to get it, or they will pack up his possessions themselves. He can't even pack up his own stuff? He can't even pack up his own things. Many, many canceled priests are basically told that you have to go live here or go live there, or not given even an option to live, basically turned out onto the streets, and we want to make sure that priests have a place to stay. But even if we do not have a lot of canceled priests living at one time at the property, we would still want it to be a place of pilgrimage for both priests and laity, a place for a retreat center. And obviously, we would retrofit the building so that the retreat center and the priest side of the building are separate, kind of like a cloister for the priests, even though secular priests uh, do not live in cloister, but just so they have some privacy. But we'll have that beautiful chapel. We want to restore it, put the pews back in, the statues, an altar, probably several altars for priests to celebrate Mass and have a home. I guess that's the best word to use. It's it's It will be a home. Tell us a little bit more. There's a huge lake on the property. There's a grotto. That's are the pictures I've seen. It's, it is beautiful. It, it needs to be restored a little bit, but it, it truly is an amazing place. Could you tell us about a little bit more about the features of the house? There's actually three grottos, three ponds. Uh, there's a hermitage, and it's just beautiful walking trails, woods, lawns, as I mentioned already, and just a quiet place in Cedar Lake, Indiana, about five to 10 minutes from the Shrine of Christ's Passion in St. John, Indiana, for those that are aware of it. So we want to make it one of those pilgrimage spots again, and it's dedicated to Our Lady of Lords. It's called Lord's Friary, and out in the middle of the main pond, the large pond, is a statue of Our Lady and St. Bernadette. And so we want to dedicate that once again to Our Lady. And we'll probably, not, since we're not Franciscans, we won't call it a friary. We'll call it probably Lord's Grottoes or something along those lines. Uh, so I encourage people, especially those in the area, if you've not been to the property before, to please come out. We do have uh, great support from the local community that do not want to see this place destroyed. They want to see it restored. And that's exactly what we want to do. Costello, you're in the Chicagoland area as I am, and we're seeing all these beautiful churches, all these convent monasteries being closed, the rich patrimony of Chicagoland area in Northwest Indiana, you know, just being demolished. And we want to try to stop that in our own small way. And this is one way to do it. Father, how close are we to reaching our goal for the property? Are we getting there? What kind of donations do we need? I know that we're doing a lot of different fundraisers for the property. How can people help out? By checking out the website, again, cancelpriest.org, reaching out to our executive director, David Avagnone. His email is executivedirector at canceledpriests.org. That's canceled with one L, priests, plural, dot org. We have several uh, people coming forward wanting to donate. I was just talking to a wonderful woman up in Wisconsin who's hoping to give us about $1.5 million. That will be our biggest donation so far. We've gotten a lot of small donations, meaning in the range of anywhere from $5 to $15,000, which are great. We will, we will certainly take those, and we appreciate that. In fact, we're being overwhelmed with donations. I do not have an exact count right now. David Avignone, our executive director, would of how much we've raised so far. But, uh, you know, we want to raise initially 2.1 
million dollars. That's the first phase to buy the property outright. Stage two is to raise money to restore the grottos and the chapel. And we would love to start perpetual adoration um, in reparation for the sins against the blessed sacrament, as well as sins against the sacrament of the priesthood. Uh, And then stage three would be restoring the building and uh, turning it into a priest's home slash retreat center. So those are our first three stages that we're looking at. And we're hoping in total to raise about $5 million, $2 million to purchase it, about a million to restore the grottos in the chapel, another million to restore the building, as well as another million to put in trust uh, so that the building can uh, sustain itself for several years to come. It's ambitious, okay? No one is going to... Uh, not tell me that it's not ambitious. It is an ambitious goal, but we're living it up to the Lord. We're living up to the divine providence through the intercession of Our Lady of Lords. A lot of people understand that it is a huge goal that we're trying to meet, but it doesn't mean it's not possible. By the grace of God, I truly think that it can happen, especially because it's just such a beautiful property. It has so much to offer. So everyone, please check out canceledpriest.org if you want more information about the property. On top of securing the property, Father, we have our huge one-year anniversary event coming up in June. And we also have another pop-up event happening very soon in Florida. So tell us, Father, first about the one-year anniversary event. Well, that's the most important, and we would love to get 800 people at the Eclipse Center in Beloit, Wisconsin, for Thursday evening, June 23rd, and all day Friday, June 24th, which is normally the Feast of St. John the Baptist. But this year, St. John gets transferred to Saturday, and Friday is the Feast of the Sacred Heart, which is a special feast day for diocesan priests, but really for all priests. You are too young to remember, Stella, but back in 2009, Pope Benedict launched the Year of the Priesthood on the Feast of the Sacred Heart. And uh, there was a tour of the heart of St. John Vianney a few years ago around the United States by the Knights of Columbus. And it's the importance of reminding people and even priests the importance of devotion to the Sacred Heart. And so we are having our one-year anniversary conference in Beloit, Wisconsin. And some may say, why Beloit, Wisconsin? And where is Beloit, Wisconsin? Well, Beloit, Wisconsin is just north of Rockford, Illinois. And we chose Beloit because when we started planning this conference, Illinois was still in the grips of COVID hysteria masks, and even Cook County was mandating proof of vaccination. And we had no idea if that was going to be lifted by June, so we decided to start looking in northwest Indiana and southern Wisconsin. We found a great location at the Eclipse Center, and so we're going to have a banquet Thursday evening with our keynote speaker, Jesse Romero. Uh, There will be a couple of surprises there Thursday evening and special guest appearances by people that uh, we're going to keep silent for now. And then on Friday, we have a full list of speakers, including Dr. Peter Kwasniewski, uh, Elizabeth Yore, Dr. Janet Smith, David L. Gray, Father James Altman, Tom Oglesby, Michael Hitchborn, Stella Moore, who uh, is an excellent speaker, I learned last September. So thank you, Stella, for agreeing to come to come back and speak for us, and many more. That's just a small list. It's going to be a jam-packed day on Friday. But as I always like to tell people, what I discovered this past year going to conferences on behalf of the coalition, it really recharges your batteries, okay? You meet like-minded people. You realize that you're not alone because there is a lot of craziness in the world. I mean, I was standing with former police officers this weekend 
at parishes that were worried that they might be attacked. You know, I mean, this is the type of world we live in right now. And just to be out there with these very faithful Catholics, police officers and former police officers, retired police officers, who are willing to put their bodies still on the line for their parish was so inspiring. And so we have these events, these conferences, in order to show hope, that there is hope in the world, that hope of Jesus Christ. And our theme of our conference is finding hope in the desert. As you well know, Stella, but many might not know, our motto for the coalition is una voce clamantes in deserto, those crying with one voice in the desert. And so it's the ability for us to find that oasis. And that's what this conference is going to be. It's going to be an oasis where Catholics from across the country can come together, pray, meet the canceled priests, and learn more about their faith from these excellent scholars. I mean, Dr. Peter Krasnevsky is one of the foremost Thomists uh, in the United States. Dr. Janet Smith, everyone knows Dr. Janet Smith and her work on contraception and fighting that. Elizabeth Yore, who has always been one of our stalwart volunteers, and her work with children and those being abused. Jesse Romero, who is probably one of the best speakers I've ever heard. And then for many of many of the, our listeners, no introductions needed for Father James Altman. You know, I mean, he is certainly the premier canceled priest. Like you were saying, Father, it's a great event and you really will get to meet a ton of people. How many seats do we have available for each day? For Thursday, we have 500 for the banquet because it's going to be at seated round tables. And then on Friday, if we're able to fill the conference center, which I hope we will, and we make that appeal, tickets are going fast. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I want to make sure we fill it. But we're, we should be able to, in theater-style seating, fill it at 800. We would love to do that because it sends a statement to the uh, bishops that we're not going anywhere, that we have the support of the laity, and that to realize that we have to look out for priests. And so anytime that I get criticized or the coalition gets criticized saying, well, all you're doing is attacking the bishops. No, we're standing up for due process of law and we're standing up for the rights of every single Catholic that includes priests. Exactly. That's why we're encouraging everyone to come out to the event. It's a great time to meet other people. There will be other, I'm assuming, Father, a lot of other canceled priests there that people can meet and interact with and just get the word out there about the cancel culture in the church. A lot of people know what's going on, but they don't understand how bad it is. So please visit our website. You can purchase tickets online there. You can purchase one day or both of the days. We encourage you to come both of the days, but thank you for sharing, Father. I don't know why anybody would want to miss Jesse Romero on Thursday. He's our keynote, and he has to leave early Friday morning. That's one of the reasons he's speaking Thursday. Um, but it's just it's just going to be a great time uh, to just uh, share our faith and to, uh, to mingle with uh, fellow Catholics as well as the canceled priests. Thank you, Father. And thank you, everyone listening. Please spread the word about the event. We do have one other smaller pop-up event happening very shortly. Father, do you want to give us a little rundown on that real quick? So for those that are in the Sarasota area, we're going to have an evening with the canceled priest, Father Peter Williams, who was recently canceled in his Diocese of Burlington, Vermont, for standing up to the jab. Uh, I will be there as well, including Father Scott Duvall. Uh, that's taking place in Sarasota. More information at canceledpriests.org. It's just a nice evening of appetizers to meet the canceled priests and to hear our stories because we're trying to get around the entire country. You know, we're, we're not in Illinois. 
uh, organization. We're not a Midwest organization. We're a national organization. In fact, we're international. We're helping priests even in Europe and Africa as we speak. As a social media person for the coalition, I get a ton of comments and messages. All the, Somebody just this morning saw the Sarasota event happening and they were like, when are you coming to Texas? I mean, we're really trying to get out there and get out and about. We do have a lot of events in the Midwest, but it's really nice that we're able to expand and go other places. Exactly. And I always like to tell people, we do a lot of things in the Midwest because it's centrally located for, for people to come from across the country. You know, it's hard for somebody from Oregon to travel all the way to Florida. It's hard to travel to Chicago too, but it's a little easier. I have one more question for you, Father. You're kind of behind the scenes watching the Coalition for Canceled Priests grow and expand. And even it's been less than a year now and we have grown so much. Where do you think we are headed? Where do you see the organization going? I'm hoping that our goal of basically showing the bishops that like to sideline priests for standing up for the truth will not happen, okay? Because it's a scare tactic, okay? If you don't do exactly what I say, I'm going to remove you. It's illegal. It goes against canon law for the bishop to do that. But I hope that it will it will send a message that the coalition can send the message, no, we got the priests back, okay? You could go ahead and try to remove them illegally, But we're going to be there to make sure that those priests have due process of law, that they have a place to live, that they have an income in order to pay for their cat and lawyers and if need be their attorneys uh, in order to fight that injustice. Okay, and, you know, to be honest with you, I think anyone listening to this message is to say, yes, everyone deserves due process because I was denied due process by my bishop. And anyone who wants to question that, I would be more than happy to talk with because I have a very interesting story these last 10 years of being in the wilderness, of being in the desert. I hope that we are able to get the property. We have a successful event um, in June and all the best for just supporting the canceled priests in general and our church defending our faith. Absolutely. And Stella, again, We couldn't do it without people like you, so we really appreciate it. Well, I'm happy to do it, and I'm so happy that you were able to join us today on Ladies of Life, St. Father. As always, it is great to learn from you and to hear about what's going on with the canceled priests. Thank you for all that you have been doing to defend our faith, our church, our priests. Um, Everyone, if you haven't done so yet, please visit the Coalition for Canceled Priests website at cancelledpriests.org. That's one L for canceled and plural on priests. You can learn more about what we are doing. You can donate to the building fund. Um, You can secure your tickets for the one-year anniversary event, of course. Um, Also, be sure to follow us on social media if you are not already. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, True Social, and Gitter. Our username is at CancelledPriest on all of those. I'm the one running the account, so I hope to see lots of new followers in the coming days. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Ladies of LifeSite. I'm your host, Stella Moore, and I'll be back next week with another episode. Be sure to subscribe to our email list so you know when our next episode goes live. You can also subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. For questions, comments, and topic ideas that you'd like to hear in the future, please email ladiesoflifesite at ladies at lifesitenews.com. We would love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you. And I hope you have a great rest of the week.